The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Matt Gardner, who heads the digital strategy for the St. Louis Blues professional hockey team. Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners, your role at the St. Louis Blues, and then how the St. Louis Blues have been embracing bots to increase the fan experience. Sure. I've been working for the Blues here for the last six years and been in professional sports for the last 16. And my role here is to oversee our overall digital strategy and how we're implementing technology across all of our properties and channels. A lot of that has to do with fan experience, driving revenue across all of our different ways that we're trying to interact with our fans and our partners, and finding new ways of delivering great experiences to everybody who's coming to our building. We have more than 2 million people that come to our property every year, and finding new ways of developing lifelong memories is what we like to say with the world-class events that we're producing. And that comes into our strategy of using a messenger bot, which we've been using for a little, almost a year now, and leveraging it to find ways that we can deliver great content to our fans, get them engaged with the product that we're putting out on the ice, in addition to finding ways of driving new opportunities for our partners to have stronger calls to action with some of the ways that they're investing in us in our building. Well, great. Well, I know that it's been a better part of a year now that the Blues have been using AI-powered Facebook Messenger bot tool. So can you give us some examples of how this has had a positive impact on the fans' overall experience and interaction with the team? Yeah, when we started to go down the path of developing a messenger bot, we really wanted to focus on what are our goals and what are our takeaways that we want to get out of this experience. The ones right off the bat that are pretty obvious is we wanted to improve our fan experience. When fans are coming to our games, they're expecting more now than what they're getting on the ice. And you guys know our attention spans are so short and we become easily distracted. And with the stoppages that you have in sports and hockey in particular, you've got stoppages in play and you have television timeouts. And then you have two intermissions to work in. Fans are looking to stay entertained, stay engaged, have that overall experience beyond what's happening on the ice. And hopefully you're scoring lots of goals and making fans happy. So we wanted to find ways of kind of leveraging those stoppages of time to deliver ways for our fans to get involved, be really engaged with the things that they're doing. And obviously, the mobile phone is the starting point of that. I heard somebody say, you know, quite a while ago that the mobile phone is becoming the remote control for the live experience at sporting events. And so we've tried to take that mentality and really bridge a way for fans to, when they're, they have that lag in time where they're waiting for something to happen, they're pulling out their phone, we're looking for opportunities to engage them and, and to find ways for them to get involved with us and feel like they're part of the experience. So that was kind of the starting point. Second piece was obviously customer service. We think that there's always a better way for us to communicate with those people that are coming into the gates and attending our events. 
it's a messenger bot just adds on to what we're already doing. We have ways for people to text in a problem they see in the building. We obviously have ushers and locations across the building that can physically go and report to somebody. But if we're opening up another communication through Messenger with an engagement, they then realize they can chat with us, deliver a problem to us. For us to be able to address and get it taken care of quicker, it just opens up a really great opportunity to demonstrate to them that we're here to assist and help them with any issues that might arise. Another thing that we really wanted to do is we wanted to leverage Messenger as a new way of communicating to our fans. The problems exist with social media today with their algorithms really restricting how much you can organically reach your audience. And so to take Messenger and have a direct line of communication with those fans, we thought was another great opportunity for us. Okay, great. Third thing we really wanted... Let's try to keep going. Yeah. The third thing we really wanted to do, and this kind of goes across all of our digital and technical strategies, is collect data and finding ways of learning more about our fans, who's coming to our games, what are their interests, do they come on certain nights, do they come for certain opponents or certain players, and getting that information so we can more closely direct target them with the right messaging that they're looking for versus pushing messaging out to everybody and expecting the same type of result. And then obviously the last thing we wanted to do is we wanted to develop a stronger revenue stream where we could really leverage the bot to take some of those traditional assets that we had in the building and find ways of strengthening them for our partners. One example of that is that we have partners that are investing in more of the traditional elements. We have dasher boards around the ice. We have the video board and the LED ribbon signage that you see in all sporting events. But the thing about those assets is that they don't leverage very strong calls to action. And if you are wanting to get somebody to go to a website or to a URL or something, you've got to deliver in a way that's going to be impactful for them. It's something that they're going to remember or act upon right away. You know, one of the things I say is, how often do you see signage like that and you pull out a phone and go to a URL right away? Or you remember once you get home to do that? It's pretty unlikely. But if you give somebody a very simple, easy way to access that content quickly, and it has some type of an engageable element to go along with it, the likelihood of seeing that go through is going to happen across the board. And then you're going to be able to leverage that for a lot of different things, including a kickback offer to those fans at the end of that engagement. So those are kind of the core elements that we wanted to build upon when we were developing the Messenger bot. And then we wanted to really target some of our existing assets that we had in the building to deliver a larger incremental spend with our partners by demonstrating to them that they were going to get more out of it and then find ways of taking all of that into account and targeting it around a fan experience that was going to improve the overall quality of the entertainment aspect of coming to a Blues game. Yeah. If I can just quickly piggyback on that, I know that a lot of people are interested in different chatbot technologies, and you all selected Facebook and Messenger technology. I'm just kind of curious as to what your experience has been with Facebook as a chatbot messaging platform, and perhaps if you had looked at different chatbot technologies as part of the evaluation. Yeah, when we were initially assessing which direction we were going to go, a couple things came into play. One, we were overall kind of determining where our future direction was going to go with our mobile app. And so we had some questions about which way we were going to go and what the functionality was going to be and how it was going to work. So with those questions still up in the air, we didn't want to focus so much attention on that experience. Where Messenger came into play has just been the reach. We see that our fan base is very active on Facebook. We see that those people that are typically spending money with us, buying tickets, 
engaging with us at, at a level of really coming to our games are the people on Facebook. And so we wanted to leverage the you know billion plus that are on Messenger and deliver it in an easy way for our fans to consume the product, understand the experience, find value in it, and then you know determine it was something that they'd want to do over time. And the way that we accessed it with a lot of our promotions is we did it very simple keyword based, where you would find us on Messenger and send us a keyword in order to start an activation. For instance, an example of that is we have a first goal vote where we ask fans to go on Messenger, send us the word vote. And when you get the word vote, it triggers a response that loads all of the players that are going to be in the starting lineup that night. From there, you determine which player you think is going to score the first goal of the game. And then you get a message back that says, thank you. Hope you enjoy the game. We'll notify you later if your player has scored the first goal. So that engagement takes place. Once the first goal happens, we then send a message out that kind of triggers one of four responses. And all of this is centered around the prize of winning an autograph puck from the player that scored the goal. So the first trigger is comes back is, congrats, the player you selected scored the first goal and you have been randomly selected to win the autograph puck. The second trigger is, congrats, your player scored the goal, but unfortunately you didn't get the puck. The third one is, sorry, you did not pick the guy who scored the first goal of the game. And then the fourth one is the one we never want to see is that I'm sorry we didn't score any goals tonight. But all of those engagements that we have with a partner that we've aligned this with triggers a kickback offer at the end of the engagement where they can take a coupon into a local retail store and redeem it for $10 off uh, their purchase. Oh, that's great. So you seem to really, you know, be engaging with your fans. Have you gotten some level of profiling on who these types of fans are? You know, do they seem to be a specific age group or gender or, you know, can you give us some information on that? Yeah. So far, what we've seen is we've seen a pretty diverse group of fans interacting with us. And it's been pretty evenly split between male and female, and it hasn't been too old or too young. And I think that's where Messenger has really come into play is that anybody who's active on Facebook is probably using Messenger to some degree or knows how to use it. It's a very simple process, as easy as text messaging. And so I think that that's been one of the great things that we've seen so far is that young and old, male and female, we've been able to leverage that product in a way that we can reach out to the biggest group and have them interacting with us on the platform. Great. So can you talk to us about some of the other AI and bot initiatives that you have planned? Yeah. So what we see right now in the messenger bot that we've had in place, we've had five or six engagements, primarily keyword-based, as I mentioned, and trying to get fans to interact with something that we have going on in the building. But we feel like we're just at the tip of the iceberg of what we can do. And a lot of where we want to go is that engagement, not only in the building, but outside of the building being able to leverage a bot to start a ticket purchase. Go on to the bot and start looking for a game and then be able to tell the bot that you want to look at games that are on Thursdays or you want to look at a game against a certain opponent and be able to drill down very quickly and easily for the fan to find a game that might be of interest of them and then be able to drill down to the price level that they're wanting to look for to be able to find seats and then complete that purchase right there within the messenger environment. Different ways that we can leverage that very similarly uh, mobile ordering, whether that be concessions, you come in the building, you want to order a hot dog or a popcorn or beer, and whether that gets delivered to your seat based on where you're sitting or it easily identifies the pickup location. That way, when your intermissions come and the lines start to get a little longer at the concession stands, you can quickly bypass the line because you've already ordered the product and just go to the location that's designated for pickup. Same thing for ordering of uh, retail items. You know, Sometimes our storefront locations in the building get a little congested at certain times. And 
it can become a little intimidating to try to go into the store, browse around, find a product. But if you are able to easily find the product and then within the messenger app or a bot, get the interaction of purchasing the piece and then having a pickup location or even a locker where we're sending back to you a code that you go to a certain location, punch in the code and the locker has the item that you've purchased. So it's things like that are just kind of alleviating some of the headaches that come around attending a sporting event, the chaos that is surrounded there to make uh, not only the experience before you come to a game more appealing, but then when you're here, have those triggers that can easily make sure that you're enjoying the overall experience and looking forward to coming back again. Well, great. Well, I think this sounds like it's becoming successful. So, you know, since you have initiated your program, have you seen any other NHL teams follow suit or other hockey teams or just professional sports teams in general using this uh, Facebook or other chatbot, chatbot methods to interact with their fans? Yeah, we've certainly had quite a bit of interest from other teams that have reached out to us and have asked questions about what we've been doing and how we've been doing it. We've had a great partner in this experience, a company by the name of Pico that's based out of Israel. They've had a great product that they've been building and kind of working with us to trial some things and do some different things. There's a, I think there's a number of teams that are experimenting right now with what they can do and how they're going to do it. You've seen some NBA teams who have rolled in some functionality either on Messenger or into their own apps. The NBA has started to use a chatbot a little bit more. You see some of it is the Olympic channel right now during the Winter Olympics has a chatbot. The World Junior Championships that took place at the end of December had a messenger bot that they used. So I think it's an opportunity and it's a growing area in professional sports and sports in general that I think is going to complement a lot of the different experiences that are taking place and find easier ways of delivering content and information. It's customer service, I think, is always going to be a part of the investment in a chatbot, but then finding ways of driving revenue, whether it be through ticket sales or mobile ordering of retailer concessions or sponsorship tie-ins, I think are going to be important pieces that is going to allow sports teams to find it be more feasible to bring a chatbot into the equation and then figure out programs around it that are going to be successful. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. I mean, not waiting, having to wait in a line at the concession stand, I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think a lot yeah. of people will feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like waiting 20 minutes to get my hot dog. No, thank you. And it could be delivered to my chair. All right. And, and, and it's, a, it's a really important aspect of what we do. And, uh, you know, there are things that can become stressful for fans when they come to sporting events. I mean, Agree. you know, mm-hmm. parking and crowds and lines. And those are the types of things that in addition to putting hopefully a very successful product on the ice or the field, we're always constantly trying to think of the overall engagement, the overall impact of a fan coming into our building making sure they have a good time. We get feedback from our fans every game. We get surveys and we take those surveys seriously to identify areas that need to be tightened up a little bit. And then so leveraging something like a bot in order to improve on some of those areas, I think is something that we can over time continue to adjust our processes and the flow of information and flow of crowds to our building and make for an enjoyable overall experience. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, the fans are coming to watch the game. They're not coming to wait in line or they're not coming to have some barrier to them enjoying their experience. So I think that these are great. And one of the things I really like about what some things you're talking about earlier is you were mentioning that you're even gamifying the game where 
people who are there, spectators and sports enthusiasts, can guess who's going to make the first goal or who's going to have some particular outcome. And I think involving them in the game that way is kind of nice to really wrap them into all the various aspects of the game and the sport experience. Yeah, part of the game entertainment piece is it's traditionally been in venues and, and arenas has been more of a one-on-one thing where the in-game host selects somebody from the crowd and they engage them, whether it's asking them a question, showing them something on the video board. And it's traditionally how we've operated and most places have. Now how we're kind of changing the game a little bit is we're opening up opportunities for anyone and everyone to participate. So, you know, we having 18, 19,000 people in our building every night and we're now giving them an opportunity to jump in and play at the same time as maybe that one person that is getting selected. We've done a number of different engagements, very similar to the fan vote. We've done a trivia question one. We have one we call photo hunts where we put two photos up on the board and one of the photos has been slightly altered and the fans have to figure out what the alterations were on the second photo. Name that tune, very similar concept that you see in different places. We have one called raise the volume where you're selecting the song that might be playing during the next intermission. Fun one called uh, Decoji, which is, is short for decode the emoji, where we put an emoji string up there and the fans have to figure out what the sentence or phrase is that's being said. So those are the types of things that we're kind of trying to change the game a little bit and get more people involved and feel like they have a little skin in the game and the overall entertainment part of what we're producing. Great. So as a final note, I'd like to ask you, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to corporations and beyond? Yeah, I think in the last few years, as people have looked at at chatbots and AI, I feel like there was almost a thought that it was going to replace something. And to me, when even conferences that I've been in and stuff recently, I don't think that the tone of it is so much of a replacement and more as it is a complementary piece of what we're doing. There are still people out there that are going to want one-on-one engagements. They're going to want to pick up a phone and talk to somebody. But there's other people, and, and we're seeing this a lot more of a generational switch that, you know, like the automation, like to be able to just either go online or do, to go on their phone and complete a process without having to get somebody involved. And I think that's where AI is really going to come into play, is being able to work somebody through a process, whether it's a transaction, just answering questions for them, and be able to do that without having to feel like they have to necessarily talk to somebody if they feel comfortable of doing doing that part of these processes. So I think that's where it's headed, at least in the short term. Long term, I think the, the possibilities are endless. And we're going to just kind of continue push the bar and what can be done. And I think more and more people are going to get involved and they're going to see the value. And I'm really excited to see what it's going to do, not only in professional sports, but just in general of everyday communications and the way that we're operating. Well, great. Well, we really have enjoyed having you on this podcast. I think a lot of folks that have listened to our podcast and heard about a variety of AI adoption and chatbot technology in a variety of different industries may not be familiar what's happening with sports entertainment. So we really are enthusiastic and have enjoyed having you on this podcast and really appreciate you having here. So thank you very much for participating with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Matt. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. 
For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.